Hey, Dory. Hi, Erica. How are you? I mean, I'm great. We are coming off an epic Hallmark weekend, and we have a very special guest. Super special. This guy. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm Ryan. This is Ryan. He does. He's just. He's ready to jump right in. Ryan. I had the pleasure of working with Ryan for like four plus years. And when I say working with him, I mean, we shared an office that entire time. <laughs> we spent if, a lot of hours together. A lot of hours. We spent a lot of holiday seasons together at the office at some That's office right. Christmas parties. And I know that this guy has the spirit. Let me tell you. <laughs> I really do. And I'm he, excited to share the spirit with you today. Yeah. He's the guy in July who's saying, halfway to Christmas. Let's do this. He's getting ready. So That's welcome, right. Ryan. Thanks for Thank being you. here. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. I have a question for Ryan. Have you watched a Hallmark movie before this weekend? Oh yeah. I've watched Hallmark movies. I mean, okay, I, I don't watch all of them, but I, I've watched a good amount. I've been watching Christmas movies since before they became popular, like the basic cable Christmas movies. But the first one I remember specifically is like from 2004 with uh, Elisa Donovan. Yeah. 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 Something involving time travel. Uh, I don't know. That's a, <laughs> I remember watching it at my cousins and, and just really being into it. So before it became like a huge thing, it was just like a little thing at the time. Anyway, so I'm an, I'm an OG. I was going to say you are an OG and you will fit right in around these parts. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I started the trend. I know. Right. What about classic movies though? Like what are your favorites? Christmas classic movies? Yeah, like ones uh, you have to watch every year. Well, I got to watch White Christmas every year. The best. Yeah. There's nothing better. No, it, all, it gets me, right? It, it gives me all the feels. <laughs> oh. feel. uh, Elf, I watch every year. Christmas Vacation, I'm, I'm very basic. Uh, yeah. But the one, Bad Santa, I got to watch Bad Santa every year. That's probably one of my favorite all-time Christmas movies. It's so good. Like Billy uh, Bob Thornton, to me, that is my favorite Billy Bob Thornton performance. Like that is my favorite version of him. He's so funny in that movie. It's a, it, the whole movie's a blast. I also watched Bad Santa 2. I saw that in the theater knowing it probably wasn't going to be very good. And it mm -hmm. wasn't. But, you know, we always have the memory of the first one. <laughs> <laughs> you had to show your support. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, we have quite a mashup for you. Oh, we should also say that Mel is still on her journey to Maine. <laughs> still driving to Maine. Still Bye, driving. Mel. This was such a good weekend that we know Mel's going to have some thoughts probably on the next pod, but she has to. And as we speak, as we record, she's in Tennessee. Yes. Supposedly. Wow. She is, you know, passing through. So it's very appropriate that we're going to be talking about a Nashville Christmas Carol. That one aired first. We're going to start with it. Um... And I'm dying to hear Erica's thoughts on this. <laughs> so the synopsis is a television producer is forced to work with the man who broke her heart on a country music Christmas, a country music Christmas special while being interrupted by Christmas spirits determined for her to revisit her past starring Jesse Schramm and Wes Brown. And so in this, it's like a Christmas carol. Um, as the name implies. So we had Kix Brooks 
as the ghost of Christmas past of Brooks and Dunn fame. We, and we had Kimberly Williams Paisley as the ghost of Christmas present. And then Queen Winona Judd, who I'm obsessed with, was like the Jacob Marley character who kicks the whole thing off. So, Erica, you have to kick us off. <laughs> I do? Okay. Yeah. I really liked it. I yeah. really enjoyed it. My love for country music... I don't know where it even stands these days. I worked on a country journey. (laughs) It's been such a journey. I worked on a country music documentary. It just wasn't the greatest experience. And you know, when you work on something, you get sick of it. And I was like so overloaded with country music that I just needed to take a break. And I took a break and I never really kind of went back, but I like old school country. Like Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to hear the new stuff. I like the old stuff. When I saw Sarah Evans first, first shot, you see, Loved it. Love her. I love her voice. I think she was great. She does um, have a great voice. She has such a good voice. It's like so underrated, I feel like, too. Yeah. So um, I was excited for that. I fell in love with Kix Brooks. <laughs> he was so charming. I loved him. I loved how he called her darling. Darling. Mm-hmm. Like, it was adorable. I love Jesse Schramm, too. Yeah. Wes Brown, I like as well. Did I Just real quick, since we're on him. Did anyone notice he was, like, super tan? Or was it my TV? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that you mention it, he did look a little crisp, but he also had like a salt and pepper thing going on with the hair. And I was here for that. So I wonder if that threw off the coloring. I don't know. He did look a little crispy, but I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I mean, and we know, we know where the journey was going because like you said, it was like a, the Christmas Carol. So we know that she was going to get visited by these spirits, but I just, I really liked how they intercut, you know, the old memories, like the, the, mm-hmm. the kids' uh, memories. I like how they would cut back and forth between, you know, her traveling to the past or, you know, to the present with Kimberly Williams Paisley. Uh, I thought it was just really well done and I enjoyed it. And I liked the sister's relationship too. I thought that was a cute side story, but I'm sure we could talk some specifics in a second, but I want to know what you guys thought. Yeah. Ryan, what'd you think? I liked it. I didn't love it. I thought there was some room for improvement, especially like the beginning, like the first opening credits, we're hearing like this rocking Christmas song and I'm thinking, okay, this is different than all the other, a lot of the movies I see are just, they kind of ease into things. They show some, they have some royalty free Christmas music and some establishing shots and then they go into it. This is right off the bat. Like you got a country star singing a song. I mean, I was expecting more, more Christmas songs. Like I was expecting like one or two more musical numbers throughout would have been good. Cause in my account, they had three. They had one at the top, they had the duet at the end and then the karaoke scene kind of towards mm-hmm. the end. It would have been better suited to have like one or two more of those types of scenes in there to break up the monotony, for a lack of better word, between the two leads. Because I feel like we got a lot of that. It felt yeah. like a movie that was shot in the COVID era where they were it trying did. to minimize the sets. Even the backgrounds, a lot of uh, a lot of green screening, I noticed. This is kind of like too technical, I guess, if we're worrying. No, it's good. Focusing on the story itself. I did like the story itself. And I thought the performances were all strong. I, I wasn't into the chemistry between the the two major leads but yeah. I, I like them as actors mm-hmm. but yeah I think if it was less of that and two more musical one or two more musical performances it could have been a plus I think right now it's like a b yeah you bring up a good point about the COVID because I was wondering 
they were shooting a Christmas special and she called live. it live. And then the, the in an empty joked, theater and the sister joke, like to tape when she said yeah. country music live to tape. So I was wondering, I was like, why did they choose that? And I'm wondering if it's just because of COVID, they can't have mm-hmm. an audience in there, but like, why didn't they just, why did they call it that? You know, like it was just mm-hmm. weird to me. Like, maybe they just, sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. It was like one of those Christmas specials that they have where they just everything's live to tape but they kind of edit it together maybe they're going for that but you're right it wasn't very clear whether it was like a, a covid awards show type of thing that they were taping segments for or yeah. is it just like a standard like every year they do this christmas special that is live mm-hmm. you know what i mean but it, it just it, you're right it, it wasn't they didn't translate yeah I've, I'm, now i'm confused about it to be honest <laughs> <laughs> sorry to bring it up uh what about you dory you know, I liked this one a lot. Um, I really enjoyed it. But I agree with a lot of what both of you said because I could not get over the huge auditorium with no live audience. Like, that was really bugging me because you could still have a Christmas special with, like, sets. You don't need to be on a stage in an empty auditorium. Like, that aspect felt weird to me. And I know COVID has ruined life, period, so there's not much they could do. But I was like, I'm with Ryan. I wish we could have gotten, like, if you're, when you see that moment on a stage that is, like, decorated with Christmas stuff, like, you want to see a show. And it sucks that they couldn't really do that um, because of COVID, I'm assuming, with no audience. I was just here for the ghosts. They were my favorite part. Kix Brooks was so freaking funny. Everything he wore was amazing. I read that he took that outfit, like the first outfit that he's in, the suit. He took that from the Country Music Hall of Fame. Like it's his suit that was in the Hall of Fame. And he's like, I'm going to wear it. I love Winona Judd so much. Why did I cry every time she was on screen? I just root for her so hard. Like she has not had the easiest road and I adore her. Like she just has such a warm presence. Like I just wanted to hug her. And Kimberly Williams Paisley was really fun. I've never seen her that like fun. She was great. But I also agree with Ryan that like I wasn't that into the chemistry between Jesse Schramm and Wes Brown. And I hate to say it. I feel like... I don't know. Like, I feel so guilty that I feel that way. Like, I love them both separately, but I don't know. The romance wasn't exactly working for me, and I was kind of bored in a lot of moments. And their argument that they had that led to them not talking for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Not feeling that. But I still really enjoyed it, and it would have been fun to see what they could have done not in COVID. Yeah. Why did, did she say how, I don't remember, Winona's character, I think it was Marilyn, how she died? Did they address that? I don't think they address it. How'd she die? (laughs) I don't don't think it's a pivotal moment, but like, she didn't seem that old, you know, like how'd she die? When are we going to get Ashley Judd in one of these movies? Because we've had Naomi. She was in Window Wonderland. She might've been in some other ones. Now we've had Winona. Ash, we need the trifecta. Where's Ashley? You want I haven't in, seen her in much lately. You she want them in one, on one of these? You yeah. want them in one movie altogether? What about that? Oh, now that would be epic. Yeah. 
I, I don't think they I don't think she's there yet with her career. <laughs> she's not she's not I don't ready. Think so. The descent hasn't I could go <laughs> for a Judley Christmas though. Ooh, good title. Yeah. Right? Hmm. Well, we can dream, guys. We Maybe dream. next year. Maybe she's waiting for all this to pass. She's waiting for the right moment to come in. Well, I'm holding out hope. Uh, that's all I'm saying. We okay. need, if two of them have been in these movies, Ashley, you can join. <laughs> what would you roll for her, though? Like, I feel like she's this, I guess they're all established, but she's probably would be the biggest name that a, a, one of these movies has ever seen. Like, she's been in big box office movies. Hmm. Is there is there someone that's been like a bigger star at certain, I'm trying a certain to think, point that, to then do these movies? I'm trying to think if there's someone who's like comparable. I don't know. Can you think of any, Erica? No. Because I mean, like they're kind of all pigeonholed into this mm-hmm. kind of genre, whereas she would be like coming in from the outside. Yeah. From somewhere bigger, I guess. You know what? All the Hallmark stars are my favorite stars. So, oh. And the biggest and brightest stars in my book. <laughs> so come on, Ashley Judd. We're waiting for you. Maybe if we start an internet petition, that would be enough. <laughs> Change.org. Yeah, because those, those always work, don't they? Those, yeah. Those, <laughs> those are a surefire way to get her in one of these movies. Yeah. <laughs> and on a more frivolous note, the uh, beanbag game that they played would never give them a prize that big. Like, <laughs> you go to a carnival, you have to throw a softball through the eye of a needle to win like, the, smallest, the smallest prize possible. And they're throwing these beanbags into this thing from three feet away. The guy gives them this giant <laughs> I don't think so. So true. So and you guys should know the three of us are pros. We are fair pros. We know what's up when it comes to the LA fair. So Ryan knows what he's talking about with these games. So stupid. Yeah. Even the games that look like, okay, this is just a basketball hoop. I can make a shot. They make the, the Those the hoops, hoops are tight. Yeah, they make them into an oval. So you have to, mm-hmm. if you don't hit it perfectly... Yeah. It's not going in. So yeah. Yeah. Call I also, shenanigans there. I also thought it was interesting that Jesse Schramm's mom left. Like just left. Like they never that's never a thing. That is oh, never a thing. I just assumed she died. I guess I missed that. No, but. I think she like they said when mom left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, usually it's always a dead parent. So yeah. very interesting that they chose left. Maybe they're mm-hmm. setting up for a sequel. <gasps> oh. I mean, I'd love a sequel with a real show this time and with more Winona. <laughs> I know. I was like, I want more of her. I know. It wasn't enough. Ghost Winona visits mom. <laughs> and then they're like, look at what you're missing out on. Christmas, this is what really matters here in Nashville. I don't know where you are. Out in Chattanooga. Come back. You went. you went out for a pack of smokes and never came back. <laughs> this is the real Christmas. See what you're missing. And then they come back and she's like a special guest on the show. I just wrote your sequel. You just wrote it, man. <laughs> Submit that one, please. You're welcome, Hallmark. What did people say online, Dory? Did you see a lot of comments about this movie? 
this was like the perfect movie to live tweet because there are so many appearances like it starts out and there's sarah evans and she's singing and it's such a fun song and then before you know it you know it why is there and then pretty soon after that oh it's kicks brooks you know so it's a really fun show it was a really fun movie to live tweet because something was happening like every few minutes there was a new character introduced so that was really fun people loved it i mean Jesse Schramm, like people love Jesse Schramm. I'm one of them. Um, so this movie was like anticipated, especially with that cast. You could tell they spent money on it. We're now getting into the season of, or the time of the season when you can tell these are the movies that they spent money on. Yep. And this movie did just look better. The costumes were better. Like the sets were better. It all just looked better. But people really enjoyed this one. And it was just fun, you know? Yeah. It was fun. I agree. Yeah. I thought that by the time that Brooks was done, he would have at least performed one song. <laughs> there it is. I These jokes. I mean, I, I was, you know, I thought of that last night because it's such a great pun. I'm sure nobody ever has said that before in the history of the world. <laughs> And I was trying to figure out how am I going to work this in organically, and now I did. But then I just discussed how I was trying to work it in organically. So now it's not organic. Anyway, just edit all that out. Oh, no, it's staying in. <laughs> all right. So should we move on to movie number two? Yes. All right. So here's the synopsis for The Christmas House, which aired on Sunday night. Working through some difficult decisions, Mitchell family matriarch Phyllis and patriarch Bill have summoned their two grown sons, TV star Mike Mitchell and Brandon Mitchell, home for the holidays. It is their hope that bringing the family together to recreate the Christmas house will help them find resolution and make a memorable holiday for the entire family and community. As Brandon and his husband, Jake, make the trip home, they are anxiously awaiting a call about the adoption of their first child. Meanwhile, Mike reconnects with Andy, his high school sweetheart. This one is starring Robert Buckley, Anna Ayara, Treat Williams, Sharon Lawrence, Jonathan Bennett, Brad Harder, and uh, that's it. The most anticipated <laughs> movie of the season, I think for us at least. I think for a lot of people. Lives. Yeah. I knew this was a big movie going into this. And I remember when we picked this movie, yes, we were excited that Hallmark was finally making these strides of including a gay couple. We knew that was going to happen in this movie. And we said that even if the movie is bad, we would bring that up. We weren't just going to mm -hmm. give it a pass because they finally did this. Mm -hmm. I am happy to say that this movie was so good. Agree. I loved this movie. I loved it. I Me liked too. it. Did you, Ryan? Yay! Yep. I did. It was, it, honestly, this is going to sound so bad, but it didn't really even feel like a Hallmark movie. No. They like, did so much different stuff in this movie. Like, even that opening scene where he's in the courtroom. Yep. That was hilarious. Yeah. And, that the, was and the show was called Handsome Justice. Like, that's legit funny stuff. Yeah. And that was, like, the first time... I've ever recalled where they don't just start up with the title yep. you know, they, and a montage of a Christmas song and B-roll. It was a, a clip and then it like went to the title later. I loved this movie. I thought it was funny. I thought it was heartfelt. I laughed. I cried. It was better than cats, as they say. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, Lord. I know. That was, that was weak. 
But I will say sometimes I struggled with the chemistry between guy and the girl, but mm-hmm. my favorite chemistry were those brothers. Oh my God. They were so funny. That brother banter had me laughing out loud. Seemed like they had a lot of fun. I could see that them on the set having a lot of fun and enjoying this brotherly banter that they had going on, all the little competitions they would have. It looked like that would be a lot of fun to partake in. <laughs> the actors were enjoying it, I think. Yeah, and it was relatable. Like I remember when they sat down for the present the PowerPoint presentation, that, you know, <laughs> and then you know, Jonathan Bennett was like, All right, who who taught dad PowerPoint? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> Like those relatable digs, like everyone can relate to that. So like jocking on their parents, you know? On that note though, like Treat Williams, like he didn't just take the beginner's PowerPoint class. He would have like full motion animations going on in there. Yeah. I was like, Treat Williams was in the advanced class. That was like the 400 level PowerPoint. Yeah, so you the- didn't learn that at the library. No, you know? that's, how, that's how important Christmas was to this family. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just thought it was just so funny. Like when the dad talked about like garland fluffing quality <laughs> fluffing you know like just little yeah. things like that and that line was hilarious then his response like thank you or the way he very earnestly <laughs> replied to that i i laughed out loud at that one yeah and again i loved the intercutting of the childhood memories me uh, too i it. loved it i thought it was so well done and i didn't expect the separating kind of mm-hmm. discussion i thought she she was sick at the beginning, oh, when she no. was making all those like those weird glances, I was like, "Oh, she's gonna die! Oh, something's gonna go down here. She's sick. I don't know." And then they dropped the ball that they're separating. I know. But the yeah. one thing that was not to me uncovered was then they magically just were like, "We're gonna build the house together," and then they were back together. So that was a little. Did I miss something? You didn't miss anything. It was very subtle because they they did have one moment where they were where they both both basically just acknowledged like I'm still in this. Like I still want to make it work, which is yeah. the first moment we had where they even acknowledged that. So it did feel kind of abrupt to then yeah. ju- then jump to them at the dinner table like we bought this house and they're holding hands and they're happy again. But I was just so happy that they got back together. I didn't I even care. All she wanted, she was dropping some really obvious hints. She just wanted to do stuff with him. And it was really sad. I felt so bad for her. She was like, oh, are you going to go hiking with your friends again? You know, but I loved this. I thought it was so well done. I thought it was so funny. I think a new writer wrote this and you can tell it felt very fresh mm-hmm. and different, which I liked. And how cute was Jonathan Bennett? He was just so good with him and his husband and they're waiting for the baby. Oh God, I love that storyline. And we got a kiss. Yep. That's great. That was the first, this is the first kiss, right? First male kiss. Yeah. Wow. This is a a Hallmark movie for Hallmark. It is. And I, I loved that they also showed off the house. Me you too. Know, I thought, like, it actually reminded me of our other favorite show through the holidays, which is the Great Christmas Light Fight, <laughs> where, <laughs> where they travel around and they have these crazy houses that decorate. And a lot of houses, they do go crazy inside and they let people come in and they walk all around. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was nice. I love the way they showed it off with like the kids marveling at all the decorations. And it was just such a great story. Yeah, I really liked how they weaved the various storylines together. Usually on these, like, you tend to have, like, one major A story and, like, a couple very thin 
stories throughout they're seated but like this did a good job i feel like they're all pretty equal in weight i mean i just thought like you said it's a very different take on the hallmark movie mm -hmm. even beyond like the first gay couple being featured like mm -hmm. it was very good how all the plot lines woven together and it was so good and i do not care for magic as i have brought up in this podcast before none of us do actually magic johnson <laughs> Magic Johnson, we like. Magic, like pulling rabbits out of hats, we don't like. But I like when little kids do magic. That's cute. And I really liked that moment at the end where they had the full magic show and he made it in time to be there on the show. I loved that. P.S. He had like a full sequin. I know. Cape. I was like, okay, what was his name? Majestic Mike. <laughs> Yeah, magic mic like when I was watching that's a whole different thing that's all I could think of when they said majestic mic was magic mic how could you not I really thought they were gonna buy the rights to genuine's pony for the big <laughs> scene at the end but I was sorely disappointed oh man that would have really brought it all together <laughs> um but I loved that I loved him bonding with the little boy over magic I thought that was really sweet I did see some people commenting about the chemistry between Robert Buckley and the woman who played his love interest. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I like that she never let him slide. Like she, he could not get away with shit <laughs> with her. Like she was on his ass. And I actually really liked that. Um, Cause he's such a charmer and like, you need to keep him in line. I did love when he came out of the bedroom in that tight shirt <laughs> and those two short pants and she was sitting at the table oh my god can you imagine just mortifying yeah mortifying. <laughs> yeah i also i think they also spent some good money on this too the music yeah. alone like they had that Katy perry jam at the end i know you know they splurged for that i think the production quality was just a lot like was really great i also loved the throwback of the body spray at the end too so funny like so clever so clever to do that you know like n none of these other movies ever kind of do that they end with the kiss and then we're gone and yes we saw the happy ending but like to add a little bit of comedy at the end is just such a good way to end it about so. the song at the end i did wonder i'm not sure if this is too inside baseball but i wonder and i wondered if they're in subsequent airings if they're going to swap that out for like a more royalty-free lower cost song and they just did that for the premiere i wonder how That's that a works good question or if like the first couple weeks they air it they'll use it and then like like two years from now when we're watching this is katie perry still going to play at the end yeah i don't know that's a great question we need to keep thought an about eye that. on that yeah. yeah i'll be able to tell you because this is one i plan on watching over and over and over again for the rest of my life so <laughs> i will be able <laughs> to give an update on that me too I, I thought this cast is impressive. I mean, I love Sharon Lawrence and everything she does. Treat Williams is, you know, a great actor too. Mm -hmm. Actually, coincidentally, uh, I used to, I guess for lack of a better word, harass <laughs> Treat Williams on Twitter. Well, I did a couple times uh, back in the spring of 2018. Uh, he, uh, why? <laughs> as we all know, or may not know, Treat Williams was the star of a series of movies called The Substitute. Tom Berenger originated the role, but in the other sequels, Treat Williams took over this role. It basically is a, a, a cop going undercover in high schools and like busting criminals. Okay. So on his 
Twitter account, I thought it was funny. I was amusing myself and would often make puns on the substitute. Like he tweeted in, on April 18th, 2018. I was asked to sign an autograph on the plane. She thought I was Jeff Bridges. I was honored. And I wrote back to him, once again, you were the substitute. <laughs> I was pretty happy. It got seven likes, but I don't think he replied to it. <laughs> oh, I think he, oh, that is so good. <laughs> I, I mean, I did it a couple more times and then I stopped because. Hey, know. give us another one. Tell us another one. I mean, that was the best one. Oh. But oh. I mean, he wrote on April 27th, 2018, <laughs> good morning from Vancouver Island. Cherry blossoms just popped, and it's a picture of cherry blossoms. And I wrote in, in response, there's no substitute for beautiful trees. <laughs> oh, Ryan. Oh, Ryan. You're too funny. Uh, no, no one liked that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh we've God. never had a full-fledged internet troll on the podcast. This is so exciting. <laughs> Those are awesome, and I'm upset that he didn't like any of the tweets. Yeah, I'm really disappointed too. Maybe we should. <laughs> I should follow up with him about this. Maybe you should. Yeah, maybe you should send him like a nice tweet complimenting this movie, and then be like, "Bring him back the substitute." <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty easy. It's like a word that you can throw in for pretty much anything. <laughs> oh my away, god. So. I'm kind of sad you stopped. I really want you to revive this. I, I guess I could. I mean, I didn't want to run it to the ground. I mean, I did it three times. <laughs> the third one was like the next day. He wrote, no Starbucks for a while. And I said, what will you buy as a substitute? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My face hurts. <laughs> I'm laughing. So those are the three. Uh, I, I, the rule of three, right? That's what they say. Yeah. You don't want to go too hard, but maybe now that enough time has passed, there could be a reboot of this. Yeah. So I treat so. if you're listening, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. That's pretty that is pretty amazing. I mean, I had no idea that what are the odds that this is the movie Ryan gets? Like he joins us this weekend for a treat Williams movie and he gets to unveil this moment in his life and i guess we could just all chalk it up to some christmas magic <laughs> <laughs> brought to us by majestic mike <laughs> and noah the nimble <laughs> oh my god that's amazing oh, man i expect now i'm gonna be waiting for the next substitute tweet it'll be like blink it and you miss it i'll have to be very um i'll have to keep my eyes peeled yeah that stuff point. doesn't come up in the algorithm probably because unless you follow both both me and treat williams <laughs> i do i follow you and treat williams i don't even follow treat williams so why <laughs> <laughs> i just realized maybe i followed him at the time he didn't and make, you gave up on him yeah he stopped responding he never responded to me so unfollow <laughs> <laughs> oh you just you just cast him aside that's so, amazing so i um do we have to uh, vote here 
Wait, I have to talk oh, to you about sorry. one more thing, Erica. Sure. I loved the dress that Andy wore at the end. That yes. sparkly dress. Did you like it? It was beautiful. I loved it too. I figured you'd like it because I love a sparkly dress and Erica for her reception dress at her wedding. Yeah. She changed into a sparkly, amazing dress. All sequins, like rainbow sequins. I liked it. I actually, her dress kind of looks similar to Sarah Evans' dress. It did. I, I guess it was just the gold sequin, so. I In love some national. sequins. Nothing says Christmas like a full sequin dress. I love sequins, too. Yeah. <laughs> I knew oh, it. Yeah. yeah I, Real men love sequins. I knew it. They're great. They're sparkly. <laughs> There's also one more moment that I really loved that you never see in Hallmark movies, but that I really appreciated. At the end, when he is back from like the big New York meeting, which can we pause for a minute and talk about the meeting on Christmas Eve? This industry oh. shuts down for Christmas. There is no meeting in New York about your show on Christmas Eve. <laughs> no. They were right. trying to get away with a little dramatic license. They didn't realize they were going to have Hollywood insiders. <laughs> That's right. You can't get anything past us. Um, You're right, though. It's, it was BS. Right. Suspicious. But after the big magic show, when they have that moment inside the house by themselves, and she says to him, I really don't want you to move to L.A., or move back to LA. That never happens. Like people are never direct like that in Hallmark movies. And I was like, I love this. This is refreshing. Like normally it is danced around and everyone is upset and like in their own corner pouting because they want to say their piece, but they are afraid to. And so I love that she just came out and said it. She was like, please don't go back to LA. And he didn't. You know, the other thing I wanted to bring up about that New York meeting, if I was in a meeting on Christmas or close to Christmas and I was the head of something and someone came to me and like declared in the middle of the meeting, like, I can't be here. There's somewhere I have to be. It's Christmas. I would be like, good for you. I'm giving you the job just because you did something like that. Totally. You know, they always think that the meeting people are going to be like, oh God, I can't believe you did that. No. Damn straight they should do that. I mean, I understand why this wasn't the case, but couldn't this all have just been a conference call? <laughs> yes. A Zoom. Hop yeah. on Zoom. Yeah. Got to go all the way into the city on Christmas Eve. There's people <laughs> all around. They're looking at the Rockefeller tree. They're in the stores. You got to go up to this meeting. Yeah. Talk about this show. It's just too much. And yeah. then they wanted to brainstorm. Absolutely not. If I had been in that meeting and sat there and like done the pleasantries and smiled and thanked them for the opportunity, then they wanted to brainstorm. I would have lost my shit. Yeah. That's, that's a bridge too far. <laughs> the other question I have that I just wanted to ask you guys. So do you know, whenever these people go to their childhood homes, they go in their old rooms and their rooms mm -hmm. are exactly how they were when they were a kid. Is that, is that a real thing? Do parents keep their 30-something-year-old children's rooms the same way? Like, do any of yours? My room is basically the same. It is? Yeah. <gasps> it's no basically way. the same. There's more stuff in it. Like, it has become a bit of a storage room. But it, like, I still have the Babysitter's Club books that I read in middle school on my bookshelf in my bedroom it's the same i have bridesmaids dresses from all the weddings i've been in <laughs> my closet 
I've got like, it is like stepping into the past. I've got stuffed animals in there. I've got really? my old desk. Oh yeah. Maybe, oh, my, sure. maybe my parents just are like, nope, your time here is done. Goodbye. And they packed <laughs> all that shit up. It's not, uh, I mean, I, my mom cleared out all my stuff. I, I mean, I have most of my stuff is out of there. There's still like little boxes of things. What, what held up until recently was uh, for my senior pictures, we had this basically like a five hour long photo shoot outdoors in this thing. Like nobody else did this. I don't know. It seemed like a good idea at the time, but basically <laughs> this giant collage of like all the pictures and it's like different frames connected to each other. It's this giant thing. And it was hanging up until like two years ago. Because <laughs> that held on. Yeah. She saved well, the frame. She's going to use it for her grandson now. But like, so the, the, the collage lives somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, those are pictures. So I could see those picking up. But I you know, put them like, in an album. You don't, you don't need pictures of me from when I'm 18 hanging up in there anymore. <laughs> Come on. I'm 37. <laughs> but it looks like a shrine. It was a shrine. Like, it was so weird. And you know those senior pictures are always the weirdest poses and the weirdest back uh, worst. Uh, they, I had some gems in there. I, it was a great backdrop for my Survivor audition video that I shot in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> that you will get on someday, I, I know. Someday. God willing. Someday. I need a little Christmas magic to get on there. <laughs> You'll make it. Well, what a good weekend. It was a great weekend, and I... I'm really hoping for a sequel for this movie. I think it is ready. I think it is primed for a sequel. Do you guys think so? I agree. Yeah, I think so. They got a lot of plot lines that they could easily continue on with. And mm -hmm. I agree. I know. I'm really glad that we got the moments we did at the end to wrap things up. Like the picture with Jonathan Bennett and his husband and the baby. It was nice for them to close that loop. It was really sweet. On Twitter last night, this was the best. Everyone was just so excited to see a gay couple featured from the second because they appear early in the movie and like they're holding hands. And it's just like, it's such a big step. It's a huge step for Hallmark, um, but not a big step in real life. But in Hallmark land, it's huge. It was really, I was thinking about it last night and like, when we watch this movie again in 10 years, because we will, I just think people are going to be like, why was this such a big deal? You know, like you'll tell someone this was huge. Like this had never happened before. This was the biggest deal. And they'll be like, huh? Why? It's just a fun, cute Christmas movie. And I think that's such a compliment. Like it's just a fun, cute Christmas movie that will be fun and cute 10 years from now. And like, even when it's not groundbreaking anymore, it still is going to be a good movie. Yeah. And I, I did see comments on Instagram of haters. I knew that was going to happen. Of course. And at first I was like, you know what? I feel bad that you're missing out on this great movie. But then I was like, you know what? Screw you. You don't deserve to watch this movie. This movie yeah. was too good for you. And the fact that you are missing out on such a wonderful movie, like that's your loss. So I do not feel bad for them. I agree. And I think it's good that they're doing this and a lot of their audience isn't exposed to this kind of thing. So I think in the long run, maybe it will open up some minds. And even those that are kind of approaching it with a hater attitude, maybe they'll soften their stance and maybe they'll come around. Hopefully just let the hate escape your hearts. I know Pre that's the thing. Like, how could you look at that storyline 
and think there was anything like perverse or gross about it. I just don't understand it. It was the sweetest little storyline. It was just yeah. so like that movie was bursting with love. And if you don't see that, I I don't want you in my life. And the sad thing is, is so many people, not just gay couples can relate to adoption and share yeah. that struggle and understand how heartbreaking it is to have an adoption fail two, three, whatever times. And then the excitement that happens when it finally comes through, like that's what they should take away from it. You know, a couple wanting to adopt a child because they have so much love to give. That's yeah. all it is. Agree. I mean, I feel like it sounds like we have a clear winner. I think so too. Should we all go around and say what our I winner mean, was? Ryan, you go first. Okay. This is such an honor. I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Jeff Prost, it is time to vote. <laughs> Uh, I think this is a tough first round matchup because you have the star power of the Nashville Christmas Carol versus the, uh, I mean, star power in the the Christmas house as well. But uh, I feel like in most other movies, I feel like the Christmas, uh, the Nashville Christmas Carol would have probably won just based Mm -hmm. on the star power alone and the music. For sure. But I think they're going up against a juggernaut in the Christmas house in the first round. (laughs) Yep. And they just got a bad draw, so I got to go with the Christmas house. That's my vote. Erica? This is hard. This is a hard weekend, and I just think back to when we were, you know, narrowing down how many movies a weekend to just these two, Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad we picked these two because these are must-watches, and both of them, in my opinion, but I'm also going to have to go with the Christmas house. Dory? I agree with you both. I had to think about it though. Like last night after I watched The Christmas House, I was like, am I just in a Christmas house glow? Like, did I actually like this one better? And so I had to (laughs) go back in my mind to just the night before and think about how I felt watching Nashville Christmas Carol. And while I enjoyed it, The Christmas House gave me more feels. And... We are called all the feels, so I got to go with the feels, you know, but I think you guys are absolutely right. On another weekend, Nashville Christmas Carol would have won. I mean, come on. I was ready. I was ready to put it through purely based on Winona alone. (laughs) But yeah, Christmas house. It hurts me to eliminate Winona in the first round. She's not used to failure like this. She's been a success her entire life. It just doesn't feel right. And like, you know, I love these kind of weekends because we get gifted with two amazing movies, but this is the hard part because I would advance both of these if they were different weekends. And sometimes we have ones that are like, oh God, we can't even pick one that we like. Actually, this year hasn't been that bad. Yeah. In years past, there's been some struggle, struggle weekends. So we were just very lucky this weekend. And I feel very lucky to be a part of this. Yes. Ryan. You gave us some gifts tonight, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm glad. I hope you enjoyed. This is fun. I had a great time. <laughs> Will you come back? I'll come back anytime you want to have me back. It would be an honor. Okay, great. I'd love to hear your thoughts on a different season, like a like a spring spring fever. Help me in. <laughs> Just give me the time and the Zoom invite and I'm there. Okay. All good. right. I want to leave us with 
a tweet from Treat Williams, which I didn't realize was going to be a theme of this episode, but it is fitting. Before you do that, wait, tell us the poll. Who won the poll on Twitter? It was the Christmas house in a landslide. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people were saying that they did like both, but that Christmas house was, you know, just too hard to resist this weekend. Yeah. But Treat Williams, Ryan's best friend slash nemesis, tweeted this last night after um, the Christmas house premiered, and I really loved it. He said, it's always the small things that move us forward. We made a simple little Christmas movie, but we moved the goalposts just a little further to show an honest representation of an American family, any family. Well said, Treat. You and your cast are moving forward in the bracket. You got a response for that, Ryan? Uh, well, something so heartwarming, such as that tweet, I, I guess I can forgive him for not replying to my substitute puns all those years ago. Okay. So I'm thank glad, you, Treat. I'm glad we resolved this tonight. And the people too. have spoken, it sounds like. And I'm glad that the right movie is advancing. Yep. I'm, I'm just thrilled. I am beaming. I am in the Christmas spirit. Do you guys have your trees up? Like, what, where are you at in your Christmas journey? Oh, we have the tree up. We have the lights on out. The Griswold lights are out on the house and we are all decorated. We're ready. We're ready for it. What about you, Ryan? We got the tree up. We're slowly but surely putting up the decorations a little bit of a time. We got a nice little pencil tree this year for space because we got a little kid running around. But yeah, we got got a string of lights up around the mirror. So we got some color. We got the white lights on the tree, the color lights on our mirror. I love it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm excited. This is the earliest I've ever put up a tree. This, this is, is the year to do it. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dory? I ordered a new Christmas tree. It gets here tomorrow. I can't wait. I also needed a little like pencil tree. I needed something smaller that the dog will hopefully not knock down or eat. <laughs> um, but I have holiday candles everywhere. I put holiday sheets on my bed. So I'm ready. I love it. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Even if we're in quarantine, you still can feel the spirit of Christmas. That's right. Via Zoom. With us. Via Zoom. Well, thank you for joining us. This has been a joy and an honor. Likewise. Everyone follow Ryan on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? It is at Moldo, M-U-L-D-O. Look forward to having you. Yeah, at Moldo. No numbers, just at Moldo. (laughs) Please follow him. He is a hoot as they say (laughs) already well we'll be back for some new movies next weekend and mel will be back thanksgiving yeah happy thanksgiving that's right forgot that thanksgiving everyone (laughs) all right bye bye